Hello and welcome to Create English Podcast on Rebojet Radio. My name is Gabor. I share learning tips and exercises for you to improve your English. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Let's see what we are going to do today. Basically, we're going to talk about mistakes that students make. And I'm going to give some corrections to help you with that. Now, these mistakes are Spanish speakers' mistakes. So if that is you, then you're in the right place. And if it's not you, I still think you should be able to find some interesting points. So just keep listening. If you do, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's just dive in and let's get going. So the first thing we're going to do actually is look at a long word. Well, a long word in English, which uh, is a little tricky to pronounce. And this can give you an idea how to actually, you know, pronounce other long words or how to go about it. And um, some of these words are not always obvious how you should pronounce them. So here's this word availability. And I just prepared a little explanation. So here it goes. Do you find it difficult to pronounce the word availability? Or are there long words similar to this one? It is a long word, you know. Just count. Availability, right? Now, what can we do in order to practice and learn how to pronounce this word? So here's what happens. Think of a little creek in the forest that you want to cross. How do you cross that creek if you don't want to get your feet wet? That's what the stones are for. You have little rocks and you step on those rocks. And this way you can get over to the other side without getting your feet wet. So this is exactly what happens with availability. Okay, so where's the connection? Words have stress in them. Yeah, a lot of words just have one stress in them. But longer words have more than one. And think of these as the pebbles or the stones in the creek that help you to get over to the other side. Step on one, step on the other one, and then you have crossed the creek. Here's my guitar to help you understand this. So let's just take, for example, business. Hmm? Checking the agenda for availability in bluesy style. I checked my agenda. I looked for availability. I checked my agenda. I looked for availability. So, availability. The other day this word came up in a lesson and the student had some trouble pronouncing this word. So, it sounded more like availability. Availability. It's a long word and it wasn't clear for the student how to, you know, arrange and balance things so the word sounds good. So, there are two things. When you say availability, you're doing two things wrong. One is the stress is in the wrong place. Second, you're not paying attention to the length of certain sounds. If you're a Spanish speaker, especially, you might have the tendency to just say things shorter in English than they should sound. And that's because Spanish sounds more more staccato. While English plays more with short and long syllables. Now, this is pretty generic. I mean, there are different dialects and accents, and there are dialects and accents in Spanish too. 
But this is a good starting point. I mean, there's varieties in both languages, you know, but it's a good starting point, especially if you want to speak like clear English with some, some kind of a standard pronunciation. So back to availability, we have to listen to the rhythm. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. It's bluesy. Availability. Availability. So let's say it in the bluesy way. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. What do you hear? The second beat is longer. Availability, right? This is one thing. And the next thing is that the stress is on four. Availability. Actually, there are two stress points in the word. Availability. So it's on, on two and four. Availability. Availability. If this is too much at first, don't worry. Just do ability. 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 Avail. Availability. Availability. So just remember, in longer words, there are usually more than one stress point, and you have to you have to know where, and you have to pay attention to the length as well. Okay, so hope this helps, and <laughs> have fun practicing. This is Create English on Ribuyet Radio, podcast to help you learn English, practice English, think about English in a different way, perhaps when it comes to learning. So, yeah, so actually we're going to move on now to the next part, which will be the students' mistakes. So I just handpicked some of the mistakes and um, I'm just going to give you some corrections here and some answers. Here's the first one. Right, so let's look at some uh, students' mistakes. Here's this one. It's possible that I go this week. How could you say this better, in a better way in English? It's okay, you can understand what the speaker is saying, but a more English way would be, I may, I may go. I may go next week, I may go this week, I may go sometime. Or you could say, perhaps I'll go. But it is possible that, hmm, it sounds kind of like a more direct translation from Spanish. Okay, I'm agree with you. I'm agree with you. No, mm. You can say I'm in agreement with you, which sounds more formal. But if it's just agree, it's a verb. I agree. I don't agree. There's no mm. There's no I am. I'm. I agree. My brother is more old than I am. Older, not more old. Why? Old, one beat. Old, one syllable. So, the comparative form will be er. Older than, not more old. Stronger than, taller than, etc. Short words, one syllable words. Er. Er than. Taller than, stronger than, heavier than, etc. I usually see films at the weekend. Well, watch films rather than see films. Say in the question, have you seen this film? Or I have seen this or that film. That's good. But 
when it's an activity and not the experience so much, you, you're focused more on the activity that you do, it's watch. So I watch films at the weekend, or I like to watch films with my family. I like to watch films in my home cinema, but it's watch, the activity. I like to listen music, listen to music. Why? Because listening is something active, something you do actively, not passively. So, you hear, you want or not, if you're surrounded with people, noise, music, whatever, you hear it. People talking, cars in the street, birds, you know, singing, you hear it. If you open the window, you hear it more. Now, if you pay attention to some detail, then you're listening. So you listen to when you pay attention to something. So the active form is listen to and not just listen. Listen to music, listen to the speaker, listen to the presentation, etc. I like travel. Well, traveling, such as swimming and playing sport or doing sport, or cycling, or running. You know, activities go with ING. And when you say you like to do some activity, you can say them with ING, you can say them with TO, but not without TO, or without the ING ending. So, I like swim, mm, I like swimming. I like dance, mm, I like dancing, all right? I like travel, mm, I like traveling, I like dancing, I like traveling, I like reading, I like singing, you know, any activity with ING, or you can say it with two. I like to sing, I like to read, this form is also used. Right, they are friends a long time ago. Well, this is again influenced by Spanish, grammar in Spanish is different in this Case. So, they are friends means they are friends in the present. If you say a long time ago, then you jump back to the past. There's a problem. You're not connecting the two. In English, you need to connect the two with grammar. In Spanish, you don't. You just say present, past, and you kind of understand it connected. But in English, you need to express it. Express this connection. If you say they are friends a long time ago, Grammatically, this is not enough. It's not clear. It may be clear to some listeners, you know, but it's just not precise. Not the right way to say it in English. So, they are friends a long time ago. To connect these two, you need to say, they have been friends for a long time. They have been friends for a long time. You cannot use a go. If you want to use a go, you're jumping back to the past, which means you can only use a past form there. For example, they became friends. For example, they became friends a long time ago. That's okay. Became, past, long time ago, past. They match. They're in harmony. Great. But if you mention the present and the past, you need to connect them somehow. They've been friends for a long time. Okay, right, when we arrived to the station, mm, when we arrived at the station, or when we arrived in the city, what's the difference? Well, a bigger place like the city or a town or the country, it's 
used with in. You arrive in Paris. You arrive in Budapest. You arrive in Barcelona. But when you go to a specific place, you can go to that place, like the theater or the school or the sports stadium, whatever. You can go there. You can drive there. You can go to this place. You can drive to this place, but not arrive to this place. You arrive at this place. You arrive at the theater. You arrive at the stadium. You arrive at the sports center. So bigger place in concrete specific places in that bigger place at, but not to. We asked to the flight assistant. This is another common mistake made by Spanish speakers in English. Ask to somebody. No, you don't need the preposition. Ask somebody. That's it. You ask somebody for something, or you ask somebody to do something. So you asked the flight assistant to switch on the lights, or you asked the flight assistant for some refreshments or whatever. But you ask a person directly, not to a person. You can say something to a person, but you ask a person. It's only for this. This is another funny moment of you know translation direct translation from spanish so in english it sounds a little weird it's only for this reason so kind of you need to say what it's only for this reason or this is the reason why or that's why maybe this is the most common one that's why so when you're explaining something why something has happened you say that's why okay instead of saying it's for this okay so i hear it a lot from students it's for this it's for that no, it's for this reason, or that's why. Okay, borrow this book to someone. Borrow this book to someone? No. Borrow this book from someone. So borrowing is this direction. And the opposite is lending. So when you give, you lend. When you receive, you borrow. So with this movement, you can actually practice. Like borrow books, lend books. You know, when you borrow books from the library or you borrow books from a friend and then you lend books to a friend you know there's a great book and you want to read it your friend has it what do you do you borrow the book from your friend and if you have the book and your friend wants to read the book you lend the book to your friend two different directions when i buy a clothes a clothes no clothes is a plural word and it includes all the garments, like all the pieces of clothing. So, you cannot buy a clothes. You can buy clothes. Or if you want to be specific, you can say, I bought a pair of shoes, or I bought a pullover, or I bought a jacket, or I bought a shirt. You get specific, but a clothes. Students even say, I buy a clothes. Mm? Or a clothes. No. Clothes in general. And then you get specific what you want. Or you can say, when I buy a piece of clothing, which can be, again, anything, you know, shoes, uh, shirts, t-shirts, jackets, etc. You are listening to Create English with Gabor Legradi. And we're looking at grammar mistakes that uh, students make, and we're looking at some corrections. How are you getting on? So, do this make sense? Are you able to follow? 
I hope so. Here come the next ones. When I was married. Well, this is okay grammatically, but it means you are not married now. If you are married and you're telling a story about the day when you got married, then it's when I got married, right? This is something students confuse be married and get married. Remember, get is a verb which expresses transition. To get married means you're not married and you have your wedding and then you are married. So that's like the transition. And other transitions can be, you know, you start working early in the morning and you have no breakfast. So you really get hungry. Around 10, 11, you're probably hungry if you haven't had breakfast before. Or if you work all day outdoors, you know, or lots of exercise, gardening or whatever, you know, you get tired. You get tired, which means you are not tired in the morning, but during the day you get tired and in the evening you are tired. So get is like the transition. It's a very frequent verb in English expressing this kind of change. Now, no. What? <laughs> okay, so... Not now. A simple question like, do you go to the gym? And maybe the, the person is not going to the gym now because they are busy, whatever, you know? So maybe there's like a period in their life that they're not going to the gym. They did in the past. They might want to go in the future, but not now. So the question, do you go to the gym? Now, no. It sounds funny. Not now. It's more English. Or now I don't. Now, no. <laughs> it's just funny, okay? I think it's not important this season. So again, when you say something that you don't agree with, you usually start with the negative don't. So I don't think instead of I think not. Another thing is just redundant to say it's. So I don't think the season is important. Instead of I think it's not important the season, I don't think the season is important. Another example, I think you shouldn't go. No, I don't think you should go. I think it's not expensive. I don't think it's expensive. So when you don't agree with something, you usually start with the don't, with like saying it right away. I don't think it's expensive. I mean, it's not a big thing. The listener will understand you, but it just sounds more common in English to start with the negative. I don't think this or that. All right, suppose you're moving and you say, in a few weeks, I will move to the other part of the city or whatever. Well, it, if it's in a few weeks, you probably have plans. So, yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got a plan, right? So if it's in a few weeks, you've probably planned it in detail, like you, you know what you're going to do and when and how. So, so to express that, you would rather say, so to express that, you would rather say, I'm going to, so to express that, you would probably say, in a few weeks, I'm moving to. So with the present continuous form, you can perfectly express your intention and your plans in the near future that you are, you know, how they're going to happen so so for so you can use the present sim so you can use the present continuous form perfectly to express when you know what you're going to do in the near future in this example i'm moving to 
a different part of the city in a few weeks instead of I will move. Will would sound more like you have the intention, you know you want to do it at some point, but you haven't got the details figured out yet. And that goes for other plans in general. So it's more like a plan or a wish or something you hope for. We usually say will for the future. When it's more planned in a more concrete way, present continuous can be used or going to. So I'm going to move to another part of the city or I'm moving to another part of the city are both good for this example. Yesterday, yes. Again, this is an answer to a question like, uh, did you do exercise last week? You could say, hmm, yesterday I did. Or, yeah, I did yesterday. So the question could be, have you seen whatever person, you know? Have you seen the manager recently? And he would say, yeah, I did yesterday. Or yesterday I did. But yesterday, yes is a translation from Spanish again, but in English we like to use the auxiliary more. I did or I didn't versus yes or no. If you want to say yes, you could say yes, I did yesterday. All right, talking about age, when you have more than 40 years. Again, translating from Spanish, have, but in English it's to be 40. When you are 40, or when you are older than 40, instead of when you have 40 years old or whatever, which would be like more a translation from Spanish. I saw a film and the name was, well, the title was, or it was called. The name, usually people have names, places have names, things have names, but movies, books, they have titles. So the title was, or it was titled, or it was called. You could say, I saw a movie called, and you say the name of the movie. All right, when I arrive at home. No, home is a special word. So for home, we don't use any preposition when there's movement in direction of your home included. So you arrive home, you drive home, you go home, you walk home. There's no preposition. Once you are at home, then you do things at home. You read at home, you have dinner at home, you are with your family at home. That's okay. But when there's movement in direction of your home in involved, there's no preposition. Oh, it's a good new. A good what? Ah, it's good news, you mean. Right. Good news means new information that makes you happy or it makes people happy when they hear it. So it's good news. It's a tricky word because news ends in S, right? So is this plural, singular? How do you treat this word? News is like all the pieces of information, all right? If you want to just focus on one, you would say it's a nice piece of news or it's an interesting piece of news. But you cannot just make it singular by saying new. It's a good new? No, it's good news. This is good news. This means I'm happy to hear this information. This piece of news is good to hear. It's good news. How many years are they? Again, how many years what? How old are they? So you get the to be part 
right are and not have, but but the other part is not correct. So how many years? How old are they? Instead of how many years are they or how many years do they have? That would mean more like the duration of something. You know, how many years have they spent on this project? Or how many years have you lived in this country? But uh, when it's about age, it's old. How old are you? How old are they? You go to a hotel and you pay 80 euros by person, mm, per person. Yeah, so this per is used in statistics or when you uh, stipulate price, you know, you say per, per night, per person, per week, right? So you pay this much per week or you have so many classes per week. Uh, in this case, you can also say a week. Per sounds more professional and technical in this sense, you know, per week, per person, etc. I think no. Well, this is similar to a previous example. I think no is I don't think so. If you don't agree, start with that directly. I don't think so. Instead of I think no. The first one sounds more common in English and the second one sounds more like a translation from Spanish, which it is. Okay, so how did this work? How did this work out for you? Did it make sense? Were you able to learn, you know, from the examples? I hope so. And, uh, you know, you can always go back and check it again and take notes and try to apply these next time you speak. Just be pay attention to, you know, to using these uh, and, and checking if you actually... Uh, have made these mistakes before or not or have you heard it from other speakers other learners and just be aware step by step you know okay so what else um we're not going to look at more of these today but the question is what do you do with these tips and examples like if you want to be successful in learning a language you need to go back to your notes and, you know, check them over and over again and try to apply what you learned, preferably in real life situations. Do you have a routine? Do you have preferred ways of learning vocabulary? Do you like watching films maybe? How do you do that? Now, if you want to check the notes for this program, you can find the link under the program or you can go to my website at createenglish.com slash podcast you will also find a link to other videos other tutorials that I have on YouTube just go to createenglish.com slash podcast and you will find the links there also if you'd like something to be covered in the program then you can leave a message on YouTube, for example, under my videos, and I'll just uh, try and answer them in the program or on the channel. 
And finally, a few ideas and just a few points on how to improve your vocabulary. Because this is obviously some, something that people want to do and you need to do if you want to、uh, improve your English. So, how do you build more vocabulary? The answer is very simple read. Reading, an excellent way. You can read books, you can read articles, you can read anything you want. Uh, in any topic you're interested in. The point is read and take notes. And when you take notes of the new vocabulary, then write down also things that belong to that new vocabulary item and are important. So don't just write down individual words because you may not be able to recall、uh, you know, a few days later or, or a week later how to use that word. Write down the way it was used. With a preposition or together with another word, which is called collocation. Or if you find an expression, you know, that way you will learn the whole expression and pay attention to the context. So, reading is a great way. All right, it's time to finish today's program. Thanks for listening. For more details on the program, check the notes under program in the description. Or go to createenglish.com slash podcast. Take care. Bye now.